Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that looks forward to the greatest season of goal scoring in generations, not quite being enough to secure Player of the Year award. Uh, we're looking back at City's eventually comfortable 4 1 win at Southampton that might be quite hard to work out and dissect. And after another crazy weekend of pure Barclays action, we'll look at where this all leaves another nervy title race. We should be used to them by now. To discuss all this, delighted to be joined by two big hitters who are definitely worth it. It's Lloyd and Stefan. Uh, good morning, Lloyd. How are you? Good morning. Yes, I'm I'm doing well. Doing was, well, enjoying Easter. Yeah, how's your... Is it a holiday? How's your holiday weekend going? Yeah, no. Very good. I've, I've, we made it down to, to Wales, so I've been uh, been just enjoying it down here. It's been quite nice weather. It has. Um, Done a bit of walking on the knee for probably the first time since my operation. Good stuff. So, no, not, not too bad. And it held up? Just about, yeah. It's probably slightly attached. Um, yeah, did a walk along the beach the other day, but beaches are quite good, obviously, because they're a bit spongy. Mm. Um, rewarded myself with a couple of Guinness, so, <laughs> yeah, we're going well. But no Easter eggs, obviously, for you, because <laughs> of your bizarre chocolate aversion. Well, thankfully, um, I, have a, I have a... Girlfriend who loves chocolate, so uh, any any that we do get, she just she does it for both of us. Fair enough. Well, if it helps you, Lloyd, I don't eat chocolate either, but not because okay. I, not because I don't like it, just because I eat too many crisps, so I can't afford to have anything else. So, but actually, not liking chocolate is super weird. I think it needs to be. Well, I'm gonna die on that hill. Alex, so that's <laughs> yeah, fine. we all have our foibles, don't we? Uh, Stefan, good morning. How are you? Good, yep, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad for Monday. Keep forgetting what day it is, but hey, that's bank holidays for you. So have you had a good uh, a good break last few days? Yeah, so? yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in the Indian Ocean, so... Uh, what, you in not it? Literally, not, not in it, on it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I can I can see it from my window right now. So oh, right, where are uh, you? It's all, all good. Mauritius. Oh, it's a tough line. So, I assume the yeah. weather's quite nice there as well. So. No, it's very cloudy, actually. It's extremely cloudy. It's warm, but it's very, very cloudy. Oh, uh, should have come to Manchester. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's different. For some reason, it's completely different, even when it's cloudy and raining here. Yeah. It's just completely fine. I think that might have something to do with the fact that Arsenal dropped two points, but I don't know. <laughs> How long are you there for, then? Uh, a week or so more. So. Brilliant. Have a great uh, time. Which yeah, like. it should be good. There's some weird times to watch uh, the Champions League games. Eh? Uh, so how far uh, ahead are you? T- three hours. So three kick, a- kick off eleven o'clock. Eleven, you know what? Eleven till one. Yeah. No, it's good. You know, you get. That's not too bad. Yeah, you get dinner and then you know, a few drinks, then watch the game. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's a bit more complicated on the way back actually because we're playing Bayern second leg. Oh, as you fly. Yeah, so I've already tested the uh, BA's streaming and it will not uh, sustain a stream. So it's going to be it's going to be watching via Twitter and live commentary, which is not not ideal. No. Well, you'll you'll be in business class, it'll be fine. Love. Have your own TV no, no, and streaming. Don't no business about. class. No business class for me, I can promise you that. <laughs> Times are hard. It must be. <laughs> right, it's just never worth it, pound for pound, ever. Is it not? No. Well, I w- when I went to Sri Lanka, my friend I think upgraded because he just wanted more leg room there. 
and yeah, the prices he paid, oh my God, high water in so. I mean, if you're drinking throughout the whole flight, it doesn't matter where you are anyway. That's my policy, so give that a go, yeah. But following the second leg of a Champions League game on Twitter is not going to be fun, Stefan. I would just not even follow it, to be honest, and check in at half-time, but yeah. I know, but can I, I've, I've done this before with league games where there's not been anything, and you sort of, you wake up in the morning, well, no, you land, you're desperate to get connection, and then what I've done is covered the score across the screen and slowly uncovered the opposition <laughs> number of goals. <laughs> and then and then switched over slowly to see how many City got. Wow. I think it, I think Liverpool when Liverpool beat us three one, I think it was. Milner, it was a it was a dead rubber game. I remember doing it for that one. We got beat. Oh, dead rubbers are okay, yeah, but yeah, it was easier in the days of CFAX, was it not? So just wait for the page to flip round and then you get your, your update. So. Right, should we talk football then? Yeah, it's a fun weekend in the end. We got there in the end, yeah, after a difficult start and, yeah, another roller coaster ride of pure Barclays action. So, Lloyd, I'm going to start with you. Did you go into this game confident? Uh, obviously, we had Greg on, Southampton fan, on the Friday mm. show, I mean, he couldn't be much more down about how well no. this team were playing at the moment, bottom of the league. Caveat, though, it's Southampton. And, yeah, obviously we discussed both the halves. For a short while, that, <laughs> the fact that it's Southampton was quite relevant to uh, this game. But did you feel that this was... We f- for the first time, we've won four league games in the bounce this season. Did you feel we had the momentum going into this game and what has happened in the past didn't really matter? Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, we're in we're in a really good place at the moment. I would say. Um, I think Foden's the only injury, isn't he? Mm. Um, that was. I think. Uh, I think we were seven on the win in all seven on the bounce wins in all competitions mm. before before the game. Um, and obviously, you know, scorelines wise as well, we've really started kind of dispatching teams. Um, and you know, obviously, Harlan missed the missed the Liverpool game, but he he'd been in great form prior against against Burnley in in the in the league. So, yeah, um, very little not to be feeling confident about. And you know, Southampton bottom, literally rock bottom of the league, away from home. Um, I mean, the only thing I was kind of nervous about really is our just our recent record against them, mainly under um, Hassan Hootel, but he's obviously gone. So, it, you know, it was pretty hard to see to see a slip up. Stefan, what about you? Uh, a man after my own heart. I'm sure this was playing on your mind. Maybe even the Carabao Cup game was playing on your mind. You know, you know something. For some reason, this one, I really, I didn't, I wasn't that nervous. I, mm. I think you know we are very good. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and it's sort of been reflecting back on it but we are very good in these must-win games uh, mm. in the league and I just couldn't see such an important game with Liverpool with the Liverpool game that Arsenal had I just couldn't see them screwing it up and and I wasn't even nervous that nervous even you know at 40 minutes before the goal even though we, you know we'll come on to talk about it I didn't think we played very well um, so uh, no I, I thought we'd win so uh I was okay. I was okay. Mm-hmm. Lloyd, the team then. You could say no surprises whatsoever. 
Bayern, of course, and we'll, we'll do a separate preview pod for that, is, as we speak, just one day away. Mm. Do you think he was going to... Were you some of the nerves, perhaps, that he might just, like, shuttle players between... The, you know, shuffle the pack and split between the two games, or were you confident he'll just think about this game and then move on? With that in mind, anyway, it wasn't that surprising the, the team, was it? I guess the yeah. only... The only issue really is that Bernardo Silva doesn't start, but yeah, ultimately it was a sort of team you look at and go, yeah, I expected that. That'll do fine. I think that's with an eye to Tuesday, though. I, mm. I, I think Bernardo will start on on Tuesday. I think he'll probably start on the wing. Um, and I think the fact that he didn't in the Liverpool game was more that he wasn't available rather than oh, he was the Yeah, I think you know. Bernardo generally plays in those big games, and I think um, you know we've we've seen this season um, that he can really do an amazing job, kind of off the ball as much as on the ball, um, and helping with helping with City's pressing. So I think I think against a team like Bayern with their kind of threats, um, and obviously they're all brilliant on the ball. I think there's every chance Bernardo starts. So I, I thought he probably wouldn't. I think the only surprise was I thought. There was one game where you're going to move the defence a little bit, maybe play start Walker or start Lewis just to just to give you know Stones a break. I thought it might be this game, but um, it, it's nice to see that consistency, isn't it? And I do think that's been a big factor in why we've been playing better. Um, you know, I'm not Akanji's biggest fan. Uh, I do think he's been much better since Diaz has come back in, but it definitely has helped him playing consistently alongside Diaz. Ake's been brilliant, so absolutely no complaints. That's That was the only one I thought we might see just a slight change, but it was a very strong team. But whoever your favourites are, it just helps. I mean, we've said this a million times down the years. It helps to have the same back four, game after game after game, or a lot of the time anyway. For sure. And yeah, and yeah I think they've benefited from that. The only other thing I'd say is, in idea, in normal circumstances, I'd, I'd, this would be a game you'd play Laporte, but um, that's obviously not happening at the moment. So yeah, I, I, I thought maybe Walker or Lewis, but very happy to see Stones again. Hmm. Right, about five minutes in, I was like, mm, not quite happening yet. And then I thought, hang on, we're only five minutes in. <laughs> I'm not expecting us to be two goals up. We're not traditionally early scorers anyway. But Stefan... At what point in this game, in this first half, did you think, oh, it's going that way again and it, this could be quite a f- frustrating afternoon? And did, could you understand why? I definitely couldn't understand why. But, um, look, I mean, you say five minutes. We should have scored on five minutes, shouldn't we? Really? I mean, uh, I think it's a great chance for Grealish. And in his current form, I would have expected him to put it away. OK, four uh, minutes, it, 50 seconds in, I was getting quite frustrated. So. yeah. I mean, well, that, it, was know, it, that was it. That was it. Once it for the forty minutes, I think that was the the main chance. So. Yeah, I think it was the only chance. I mean, we were we were. I thought we were really poor, and and they were getting up. And you know, when they got the the, the counter attack, um, they obviously didn't. I, I don't think he uh, took full advantage of it because I, I think Ake had got back, and then I don't. I think he. I don't know what he was doing because he sort of found himself then in an odd position where the guy then went past him again. Um, Interesting that Sulemania. Edison stayed. Yeah, interesting that, that that Edison stayed back. I don't know if you've seen that tweet about the yeah. analysis. 
which is quite interesting. I, I, it's I, a good account, pers- by the way, as well, just generally. Uh, I think yeah. it's a very interesting account. But it's it is a, an area it, of Edison's game where, again, we know he's proactive, but he can't. we know also he can have his uh, yeah, harebrained moments and small sample size, I'm sure you'll say, Edison. But, yeah, he seems to be a bit more cautious and, yeah. Decision-making seems to have improved recently about when to come out and when to stay close to his girl, but which helped mm, I, him I didn't situation. Read, yeah, I, I didn't read too much into it just because I thought he will have seen Ed, um, Ake being in control of the situation to an extent and therefore will have, will have stayed back. But, you know, you know what you're going to get with Edison. He's... He's not going to. Well, I'm going to say he's not going to change, but maybe maybe he is going to change. But it was a dangerous situation, and it definitely gave them a real boost because after in the period after that they were they were playing well. And I, I think if you look at our form recently, almost the indicator of of how well we're playing is how precise our passing is and how how often we misplace passes. And in that period, from the the, the Grealish chance all the way through, probably to the goal there was a lot of misplaced passes again, you know, and, and I thought, Ooh, don't, you know, it's not, not, not great. Um, quite why? I don't know. I, I, to me, it felt a bit more that uh, Southampton were just more confident than, than they probably had expected as opposed to anything more system related. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not a great tactician. I have to admit yeah. that. Well, I'm also point, I don't know what their team have been recent weeks. Obviously I know, the likes of James Ward-Prowse and Lavia will play, uh, and uh, Kyle Walker-Peter. There's names in there, you think, yeah, I've seen them on much of there recently, but I don't know if they brought in a few new players and it emboldened them because they had the pace. They looked quite good on the, the ball. But Lloyd, misplaced passes or blocking of passing lanes. Third, this Both. is the third manager we've played, they've you know, had in the dugout against us this season. Of course, we won the home game comfortably. Was it 4-0? My memories. Yeah, we smashed yeah, it them. Uh, but obviously, we, we know, we know we've lost here this season in the Cup. You know, different competition. We know our history at this ground. Managers can change. And yet, is it is it fair to say that sometimes there's just teams, the way they're set up, are just going to be difficult? The way Southampton always set up, even if they change managers... It's just a bit of Achilles' heel to how City want to play mm. sometimes. Is that the explanation for this first half? I think it's definitely part. I can definitely be part of it. Um, I think the other thing is the characteristics of players. You know, certain certain players will just line up well against City in mm. terms of what they're able to do, um, physically or technically or what you know, whatever that is. I, I always seem to think. I know he gave away the penalty, but I always seem to think Kyle Walker-Peters has had quite a good game against us in recent times. Well, he scored in the one-all game, I think. Yeah, he scored that absolute banger. Um, But I think he's he's looked good on the ball, defensively been quite good. Um, But yeah, in terms of why it was, I think it was a bit of both. So to to answer your question, Stefan, about their midfield, that's now been their consistent midfield pretty much since January. So that's Lavia, Ward-Prowse and Alcaraz, who's their January signing, who's a pretty decent player. And I think, to be honest, that's a pretty pretty solid midfield. It's definitely not relegation. Southampton's problems are up front and, I think, defensively. But midfield-wise, I think those three are pretty good. As to why we were, were poor, um, I think the biggest culprits for me, and it's borne out in the numbers, were I just thought Gundo and De Bruyne were slightly off it. 
the, the, the balls they were providing, just five yards kind of either side of the players, that accuracy wasn't there. I think what you really saw when we were amazing against Liverpool uh, and in the game beforehand is those two were just, particularly Gundo in the first half, were just absolutely bang on it, receiving the ball in the spaces. You know, Gundo's role, for example, for the first like, Alvarez goal, that's just elite kind of number eight play. And there was so much of that from him in the Liverpool game. And I think a lot of why we've been so good in the last few games is that we've seen a lot more of that Um I think the level was just we just dropped a little bit, um, but you know it very much came back. Um, I think towards the end, well, right at the end of the first half, and then definitely in the second half. Um, wow. and that and that can happen sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, we do expect games to be a total procession sometimes, and when you play against Southampton, it's natural to think, "Oh, we're going to just walk over these," but. I, I did. I do think they played well in that first half. I thought they they caused us problems, and whilst they didn't really create anything of note apart from the break, I thought they did kind of disrupt City quite well. As much as we didn't play excellently either. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to ninety three twenty dot com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.